Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Tuesday edition of the show, our first episode of the week, with Labor Day being yesterday. Hope everybody enjoyed your Labor Day weekend. I know I did seeing Florida State beat the crap out yeah. of LSU, especially in that second half. Um, but we got some serious matters to talk about. Obviously, this news broke. On Friday, where we had a show with Tyler Dunn, so we wanted to dedicate all of our attention to this big topic surrounding the most beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneer around. That is uh, Mike Evans and his future with the Buccaneers. A lot to go into after uh, his agent, Derek Gilmore, kind of sent a a line in the sand of we're either doing a contract extension by next Saturday or that's it. So I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is... Face that runs the place at pewterreport.com. Scott Reynolds. Scott, how's it going? I missed this uh, this new issue that popped up for the Bucks. Yeah, it was a fun Labor Day weekend. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed uh, themselves out there. Um, first, uh, I should say last weekend, right? Until, you know, months and months and months and months of, of, of NFL football. So it's, that's what's going to be fun. We saw college football come back. Yes. You, you were there at, at a great game. Um, Mark Cook was with the there in spirit he watching was. his Florida State Seminoles come back. Kansas State won on um, on opening weekend. Uh, RJ Garcia, one of my Pop Warner kids, had a first 100-yard game, caught a touchdown pass. So, nice. very cool. Also, too, another one of my SPP predators, uh, Rocco Becht, new starting quarterback at Iowa State. That's Anthony Beck, former Bucks tight end and uh, current head coach of the, the St. Louis Battlehawks in yeah. uh, the XFL, his son. Who went to Wiregrass Ranch High School, just down the street from me here, is the starting quarterback at Iowa State. Two touchdowns and a rushing touchdown and a, and a win. So, very cool stuff for some for some Tampa kids here that are doing their thing in college football as well. So, but uh, speaking of Tampa and football, we got to talk about Mike Evans because yeah, this is a, a topic that's been resonating since Friday, and um, and we, we've got some other Buccaneer news to cover. We know that that the. the the Bucks are are playing a game this week, a real game, a game that counts. Yes, against the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, the good news is we have a whole show dedicated to that tomorrow, folks. We got our Bucks versus Vikings preview on tomorrow's Pewter Report podcast. And when we go to our regular season format, which will typically be Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays yes. during football season, Tuesday is the players' day off, so there's no press conferences, there's no um, interviews, there's no open locker room. Correct. If there's if there's some major breaking news, we'll do an emergency podcast on Tuesdays if major players going into reserve, something to that effect. But otherwise, uh, your previews for the upcoming opponent will be on, on Wednesdays. That's Wednesday Wednesday show. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow. Bucks versus Vikings preview at four o'clock. So be there or be square. Now, the cool thing is, is, is uh, we love you, Peter people. I mean, you all know that by now. Yeah. And we, we know that you love this little thing we do every Monday at 420 called. Roll call. That's right. Where are you at, Peter people? We love interacting with our fans as much as we possibly can. So one of the ways we do that is typically on a Monday show. But since we didn't have a Monday episode this week. We got uh, you. We we We, still got you. We we got got you. We know that you guys love roll call as well. So we're doing it today on Tuesday at 420. Start putting in the chat where you are watching the show from, whether it's here in Tampa, in the United States, or even internationally. Because we got fans all over. Start putting your uh, location in the chat at 420 in about 14 minutes from now. Yep. 
Scott will be going on a rant about something with this uh, Buccaneers team, and we'll put it up on the screen where you are watching from. So stay yeah. tuned for uh, roll call coming up at 420. Right. Now, I, I will say this one little caveat about today's roll call. All right. We want where you're watching, we're listening to the show from. And we also want your record prediction for yes. the Buccaneers. Excellent. Okay. Cool. How about that? So it, for me, it would be Wesley Chapel, Florida, nine and eight. Right. So that that's how we want to see it. So we can get it up there really quickly. Just your name. We don't need an editorial. We don't need to know the, the whys. Just give us your prediction. What's the numbers? So uh, let's talk about that real quick, Matt, because we yeah. had our predictions. I had mine on Friday. I went game by game for the Bucks 2023 regular season and came up with nine and eight. I think that the, the ceiling for this team, because there's so many young players, so many rookies and undrafted free agents they're counting on, I think the ceiling is 10 wins for this team. Uh, and, and I'm being a little um, generous with my nine-win prediction. I think the floor is probably six. So I think, t- you know, 10 wins, six wins, that's the ceiling and the floor. Matt, what was your prediction for uh, the Bucks this year? So uh... – I think the Bucs are going to be right around or exactly the same as what their record was last season of eight and nine. I just think, and I know there's a lot of national reporters and people making national predictions that expect the Bucs to have maybe the worst record in the NFL, maybe the second after the Arizona Cardinals are just not a good year. And I understand that idea because Baker Mayfield has struggled and there's no yep. more Tom Brady. And what are you going to get from Baker? But you have to look further than that. Football yep. is a team game. And yes, quarterback's the most important position. And a lot of that will ride on the Bucs this season of what Baker can do, what Dave Canales can do. Yep. But you have to look at all the other factors with this Buccaneers team. That's right. The new offense, the new concept, the unpredictability, which we've been asking for for so long. <laughs> yes. And then this defense, Shaq Barrett coming back, a little bit of a revamping of outside linebacker to not yep. put all the eggs in the Joe Tryon Shoenka basket. Right. A healthy secondary. Devin White playing for big money, whether it's here or somewhere else. Um, you got to take in all those factors. So that's a long roundabout way of me saying this team is going to be better than everyone saying that they're going to be awful. Yeah. But they're also not as good just yet to say, oh, they're going to win 10 or 11 games. So I agree yeah. with you that the ceiling could be 10 games. But right. if you break it down, I think the Panthers are going to be really bad this season. I agree. So if you sweep against the Carolina Panthers – and you split your games in the NFC South the rest of the way with the Saints and the Falcons. Yeah. That's four and two right there. They also play the AFC South. That's two mm-hmm. rookie quarterbacks with the Colts and the Texans. You win those two games. Possibly three if Will Levis is playing for the exactly. Titans. Exactly. And ten- yeah. Tennessee is up in the air. But right. for argument's sake, I'm saying that they split yep. with the with the AFC South. That gives you six wins right. right there. And then the NFC North. Again, a little bit all over the place. People are very high on the Detroit Lions. Right. Jordan Love has looked good for the Packers, but it's just a preseason game, and you mm-hmm. can't convince me that they're better with Love than they were with Aaron Rodgers. I don't yeah. think the Bears are as flashy as everyone thinks that they are. So, again, if you can get one win in there or you split against the NFC North, too, you're looking at seven or eight wins right there. Yeah. And that's a little tough with the Niners and, and the Bills, obviously, but any given Sunday. So I think eight and nine right. Is, is right where they're going to be. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, I, I I think, you know, and, and I went through the schedule and I had him, I had him with ten wins, and I went through it again, and I, w- I had him with with eight, and then I did it again, and I kind of let reason kind of dictate some decisions, and I went with came up with nine. And usually, how I do it is I don't go week by week. I say, can the Bucks beat the Lions? 
Can the Bucks yeah. beat the 49ers? Can the Bucks beat the Eagles? Right. And I kind of do it out of order because I don't want there to be, oh gosh, now they're now now they're two and five to start the season. I, you know, there probably yeah, yeah, needs yeah. to be a win. I kind of do that towards the end with my third go around, and that's where I got to nine and eight. So uh, you know, it we'll see. It's gonna be a very exciting season because there's gonna be so much unpredictability to this yes. season. And uh and folks, unfortunately, there's some unpredictability about Mike Evans' contract situation. Uh, when when we first broke the news that the Bucks would be working on an extension with Mike Evans, we did not really foresee this coming. We thought it might be, I would say a slam dunk, but it might be a little bit easier than it has been. And you can't blame Mike Evans or his agent for wanting more money. This is going to be Mike's last big payday. Mm -hmm. It just is. Now, here's the great thing about Mike Evans. He's not a me first kind of guy. He's a team first kind of guy. He is not a diva. This is not about the money. This is about, I think part of this is, and, and I've not talked to Mike about this, but if, if you look at the millions of dollars that Mike Evans has given away to charities, some of which we know about, some of which his foundation reports, I guarantee you that there is also money, charitable donations that Mike has made uh, without putting his name on it. Uh, right. He, he doesn't do it for the fanfare. He does it out of the goodness of his heart. This is as genuine a guy as you're going to find. And, and I think part of this is the more money you give me, Glaziers, the more money I can do good with in the Tampa Bay and the Galveston communities because that's his hometown, Galveston. Of course, he lives in Tampa. The other part of this is we you got to understand the tax bracket that he's in. <laughs> okay. Uncle Sam gets about half of that. Now there is no state income tax in Florida. That's that's what makes Tampa, Jacksonville, Miami attractive places for NFL players to, to land. Also, too, I think Tennessee does not have any state income tax. Right. So the Titans also enjoy that benefit as well. But um so, you know, if if Mike's looking for a deal that's say 25 million per year on average, and I'm not saying that he is, I'm just throwing that number out there. Let's say 24. He's probably going to end up with 12. Right now that's a lot of money. You and I would be fine with one year yeah. at 12 million dollars <laughs> for the rest of our lives we'd retire, right? Correct. I'm just saying that that there's there's a lot of different layers here from Mike Evans' side. And there's a lot of different layers of this from the Buccaneer side and from the Glacier side. And we're going to go into that in the show. The first thing I want to do is, is address uh, Justina Anderson's uh, tweet about this. Uh, and, and also too, also I'm going to put in, in the chat here, I already put our pewter predictions in to the chat. So you can check out Adams and Bailey's and Josh's predictions, as well as um, Matt and, and my predictions and read all about it. I've also put into the chat, Josh Capo's article, which we're going to kind of touch on as well, but, I think from the team's perspective, there's a couple of, of reasons why they might not be wanting to do a deal right now. And I think part of it is that the Lasers have spent a lot of money. And I don't mean just cap room. I mean actual cash. And they've spent that money. And, and now they're as unsure about the future of this team as you and I are and as Matt and I are. Is this going to be a, you know, kind of like a whoop and we're right back up because these draft classes from Jason Light hit and Baker Mayfield is the quarterback of the future? Or 
are we sliding into another decade long depressive state where you're drafting a first round quarterback and hoping he's better than Jameis Winston, who you invested five years in and didn't make one playoff game with. So I think that Lasers, before they commit $75 million worth of guaranteed money or whatever the final number would end up being, Matt, I think they want to take a wait and see attitude, not just what Mike would do at age 30 this year, but also how this team is going to perform. And is the arrow going up? Is the arrow going down? Or is the arrow going sideways? And they're just not exactly sure. And the last thing I'll say before I get your take, and Matt, I want you to take as much time as you want about this because I've written about it. I did a, uh, a Pewter Pulse video on it. If you haven't had a chance, check out what's holding up the Mike Evans contract extension video. Uh, but this team has made huge investments in Ryan Jensen who's now 32 and will have played in one pre one playoff game in the past two years while getting paid tens of millions of dollars guaranteed money from the Glaciers. It's not a good return on their investment. It's not Ryan Jensen's fault. He got hurt. Injuries are part of the game, but he's also over the age of 30. Shaq Barrett also too was given a huge contract extension after yeah. getting the franchise tag. He's going to be 31 this fall when he was 30 years old last year. Towards Achilles, right? Only had three sacks, missed the last seven or no, uh, nine games of the season, right? So maybe there is some pause in giving that much money, especially guaranteed to a 30-year-old player, given the fact that the last two players who received a huge amount of guaranteed money over a multi-year contract extensions uh, did not pan out from a staying healthy standpoint. Matt, take it away. Yeah, so I wrote about this on Friday, and I really tried to look at it through everybody's perspectives, from Mike's perspective, from his agent's perspective, uh, from the Glazers and Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, and everybody, because everyone's going to have, depending on who you are arguing for or bargaining for, everyone's going to have a different look on this, and no one's really wrong uh, in, yeah. in any sense of this, which is kind of another quandary and all of this so you mentioned the ryan jensen thing and i i think because it happened so recently and it's all up in our face like right at the moment does nothing but hurt the situation for mike evans because this is the one ugly side of the business like in a nutshell mike evans is kind of priceless like he deserves like yeah. the highest amount of money that he should get but the Bucs have been very, very snake-bitten with these large contracts over the past couple of years, whether it's Shaq, whether it's Ryan Jensen. And then you look around the league, and you kind of see how DeAndre Hopkins has kind of fallen off a little bit, partially because he got suspended, partially because the team he was on wasn't that good. I mean, you can say the same thing about Julio Jones back in the day. Like, Julio yeah. finally moved on, was on a new team, and was just never the same. And then we saw what he did with the Buccaneers. Now, is that necessarily going to happen with Mike this season or next season? No, I'm not saying that at all. But you can't go into it just saying, let's give Mike all the money in the world because, oh, it's Mike and he's going to be great. Yeah. Mike has played through a number of injuries. We know how he usually gets a hamstring injury during every training camp. Yeah. He hyperextended his knee towards the end of the season a couple of years ago, the Super Bowl winning season, and you know, balled out in that first playoff game against yeah. Washington despite still being injured. So Mike can play through pain. That's not really the issue. 
But the other side of it is that you never know. I mean, take Russell Gage, for example. Russell Gage was never injured when he was with Atlanta. Then he comes That's to right. the Bucs, and then all of a sudden, he got hurt last year, and then he tore his ACL this year. You just never know when it's going yeah. to happen. So I understand the hesitation of the Bucks front office to be like, we want Mike here. We want nothing more, but we can't reach this level, and then if it doesn't pan out, we're screwed for the next 10 years. So I see that side of it. I think yep. if I'm him, he's going to be one of the most beloved Bucks no matter what. You got to go out and get that payday. You have to get that big, yeah, that one last hurrah, really, because I know he's building the Hall of Fame resume. He's a Bucks being a Ring of Honor member, but there's still a lot more meat left on the bone for Mike Evans. So I think Mike's got to do what he's got to do. I wouldn't be shocked, and I wrote about this a little bit, I wouldn't be shocked if he still ends up on the Bucks, but there's just not an extension right now, and the Bucks negotiate with him again once the yeah. season is done. So there's a lot of different things to look at it because also, to your point, Scott, what you're talking about, this season is unpredictable. Do you want to throw a lot of money at Mike when you might be in a rebuild in a season from now? And then you got right. Mike who's going to cost a lot of money and be way mm -hmm. more difficult to trade. You got Chris Godwin for another season. I don't think they're going to tank this year. But there's always that what if. So there's so many different ways to look at it. And then obviously the the statement that Derek Gilmore, Mike's agent, came out yeah. with where he praised Jason Light and Mike Greenberg. Mm -hmm. You don't see that too often where it's like, no. hey, I'm angry that we don't have a contract, but shout out to the guys that I'm arguing with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you <laughs> exactly. Really well, that. it and that's what that's what tells me that that this is not a Jason Light or Mike Greenberg call. This is a laser call. Because Remember, Jason Light was the guy who drafted Mike Evans back in 2014. That was his first draft pick as general manager. There's a lot of a lot of sentimental uh, feelings there, right? And Jason's a Jason's a really good human being, and I think he wants to do right by Mike. Uh, I'm with you, Matt. I I think that the time that th this is not going to be decided by this Saturday. I'd be shocked if there was a contract that, that, you know, agreement that comes to, to fruition here. I think this is going to take place. If it's going to, they're going to, they're going to fire up negotiations again after the season's over. You've got basically two months between the end of football season in January for the Buccaneers. And then March 11th, which has started free agency. So the time is still on their side right now. Yeah. And, and maybe the Glaciers look at this through a different lens. If Mike blows up this year, and, I mean, I think Mike can blow up this year. He had a great training camp. You and I saw it on a daily basis. He's a great fit for this scheme. Uh, I, I think he's going to get double-digit touchdowns again and prove his worth. And he's highly motivated. I mean, listen, yeah. he wants a new deal from the Bucks or somebody else. There's no reason for Mike Evans not to have a great year. And there's no reason for you, if you're watching at home or at work, we won't tell anybody if you are, but there's no reason for you guys not to tell us where you're watching from. That's a little thing we call roll call. Roll call. That's right. And Great. so yeah. let's go ahead and start doing this now and make sure you include your predictions as well. Matt's going to put them up on the screen and I'm going to do a little rant about the glaciers. Let's do it up. All right. So I've seen this before and that means I'm, I'm an old man. That means I'm, I'm 51. Now this is my 28th year covering the Buccaneers and I've seen the Buccaneers, uh, more specifically, the Glaciers, uh, well, they part ways with some of their icons. That's right. Maybe you are newer to the team and you forgot that this team did not re-sign Warren Sapp. They instead opted to sign a contract extension with Booger McFarland. 
who was not nearly the player Warren Sapp was. And, of course, Warren Sapp's a Hall of Famer. But they let Warren go to the Raiders to finish out his career from one pirate ship to another. And it was not a a very ceremonial uh, type of departure. And the same thing happened with John Lynch. There he is in the back. And, of course, he's got the yellow jacket on. He, like Warren Sapp, is a Hall of Famer as well. Lynch went on to have three more Pro Bowl seasons with the Denver Broncos and uh, continue his legacy there as well. Sapp had a 10-sack season with the Raiders in, um, I want to say, the second to last year there. So both these players still maybe not in their prime, but not necessarily in the twilight, kind of in that, that dusk area, if you will. And um, John Lynch was cut. He was cut because he had a neck injury, and they weren't sure if he was going to be able to recover from that. And, of course, playing a safety position, it's a, it's a big-time heavy collision position and and he's a heavy collision kind of guy so they took their chances and and they released lynch now this happened both of these moves happened after the the 20 or the 2003 season now in 2005 the bucks won the nfc south they went 11 and 5 so there really wasn't um there wasn't a lot of of consternation and and um you know, the, the pitchforks and the torches weren't exactly around one Buccaneer place back then because the team quickly rebounded and made the playoffs. That acted up, it ended up being like a salve for the wound, if you will. And so I just don't know if there is that salve on, on the horizon here, right? I'd like to think the Buccaneers are in the upswing and these two draft classes are going to be gold mines for this team and they're going to reload as Jason Light and Todd Bowles hope that they will. But I'm not sure. And if they let Mike Evans go, it's it's going to sting this Buccaneer fan base. And coming off the playoff run and the Super Bowl win that this team had over the last couple of years, I really think that Lasers need to think this over because Buccaneer fans, I believe, not all of them, but a, a good deal of them, may not decide to renew their season tickets whenever they come up on each one's yeah. personal accounts over this just because they didn't do that. Now, if you, if you look at this picture, this is, this is all of the living Buccaneers in the hall of fame. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Leroy Selman. Uh, Warren Sapp was not re-signed by the team. Tony Dungy was fired by the Buccaneers. Rondé Barber played all 16 seasons and is the only one in this picture to retire as a Buccaneer on his terms. Derek Brooks was was cut in 2009 from the team and did not play anywhere else. He was 35. I mean, the most decorated Buccaneer in team history, but he was out of gas at that time. Didn't re-sign with anybody, so he did play his career in red and pewter, of course, orange and white at the beginning in 1995 and 96. But he was a a wire-to-wire Buccaneer like Rondé Barber was, but he didn't go out on his own terms. And, of course, John Lynch, as I mentioned, was – was released uh, due to his injury and salary cap um, considerations. So out of all those Hall of Famers right there that you see, the only guy that went out on his terms was Rondé Barber. And the only other player that was wall-to-wall Buccaneer was Derek Brooks. So I'm just saying, folks, I don't want that to happen to Mike Evans. I don't want Mike uh, to not go out on his own terms and, and end up his, with his career uh, winding up somewhere else. But it's happened before. Unfortunately, and it might happen again if um, if these two teams can't, you know, it, 
Evan's team and the Buccaneers, if they can't come to a consensus on what Mike Evans is worth and what the Lasers are willing to pay, that that very well might happen. Yeah, it's a it's a morbid it's a morbid type of thing to to really think about. But I mean, if Tom Brady didn't spend his entire career with the team that he won multiple, multiple, <laughs> exactly. multiple championships with. It makes it yeah. that much difficult for literally anybody else right. to do it. Let alone Aaron Rodgers with the Jets too. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, he's probably going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Jet after he yeah. wins two straight Super Bowls. There but, you go, you man. Know, yeah, exactly. speak it into existence. Yeah, yeah, have to, have to. Um, but what I think hurts even a little bit more, and I don't know why I'm speaking as if he's already gone. He very yeah. likely could be back too. Is Mike was asked about this. I'm pretty sure you asked him, Scott, about, like, does he think that they're going to come to a deal? And he said, it's no secret that I want to be a buck for life. Like, yeah. Mike wants to be here. That's never right. really been the question. But there's so many other different factors to it. And that's why it's important to not freak out just yet about this ultimatum yes. and deadline about that Saturday. Because the Bucks still could franchise tag Mike yeah. at, at the end of the season. They could. I, from what I've heard, I don't think that is on the table. I, they they sure. can. They, they reserve the right to change their mind. But as of right now, that is not in consideration. And, 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 and that leads me to believe that, that the window of opportunity between Evans and the Buccaneers is going to be after the season. Yeah. And that's, that's not going to make Mike happy. It's not going to make Derek Gilmore happy. Um, but I think a couple things at play here. Jason Light has got a great relationship with Mike Evans, yeah. a, a great personal relationship. And, and you need that type of relationship to be able to mend some fences sometimes, right? And, and, and cool down some hot heads, et cetera. Um, the other thing is Mike loves Tampa. It would be hard for him to leave. So I, I think this could get resolved at the end of the season, but is Mike going to stay healthy? Are the Bucks going to win? Um, is, is the production going to drop off or is he going to cash in another thousand yard season? Is it going to be five or six touchdowns? Is it going to be 12 or 13? A lot of different factors that are going to come into consideration. And we're going to start finding out the answers to these, these puzzles and these questions here on Sunday against the Vikings. The best situation for both sides, the best, what if, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about with this quarterback competition earlier in training camp. Like what if they just mm -hmm. both play well and it makes it a tough decision? Well, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> that's kind of what happened with yeah. Mayfield and Kyle Trask. What if Mike plays well and the team reaches that ceiling of 10 wins and they right. make the playoff? Then you go, oh, damn. All right, we're still in this. Let's give Mike that extension after the season yeah. before, you know, before you reach that date in March. Uh, we do have a super chat from Callie Bucks. Thank you for the 499 super chat. Callie Buck says Mike sees Devonte talking about Devonte Adams yeah. stats. He knows st statistically he is at the top. He wants Devonte money, and I don't blame him. He will retire a top twenty receiver. He does have the long term accolade, yeah. which is very much helping his case. The past couple seasons, and I'm not downplaying what Mike has done, yeah. but the past couple seasons, he's like just eclipsed a thousand yards. Right. We also have to remember, Mike was the first guy to be like, let's have Antonio Brown in. Let's right. have Rob Gronkowski in. So it wasn't like yeah. the team was not functioning well and Mike was playing poorly. There's yep. only one football and there's only so many hands to, to, to feed, bounce to feed with the football when it comes to 
the Bucks being productive on offense. So that's yeah. partially why Mike's numbers may not potentially have been where they could have been because again, he's the most unselfish players and you know, you got so many players that you need to feed the ball to. Yeah. It's kind of like how there's so many different flavors of Celsius energy drinks that you ah, could see choose what you did from. there. Yeah. Uh, of course, Celsius, the uh, official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast, their newest flavor. There's so many awesome flavors, but their newest one is the Cosmic Vibe. It's a sparkling fruit punch. You can also go with the sparkling lemon lime or the orange or the cucumber lime I've been drinking. Strawberry lemonade, the grape. Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite. So a ton of flavors. That's what I'm trying to tell you, the Peter people. If you need to know where to find one, uh, go to the Celsius store locator on the Celsius website. It will show you the closest geographical location where you can pick one up at your local health and fitness store, your Walmart, your Target, 7-Eleven, or your bodega. Bodega. Of course, there is no sugar, no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you get with a Celsius energy drink. And then once you've gone to your bodega a number of times and you want more than one Celsius energy drink, we understand because there's a ton of great flavors. That's when you go do the subscribe and save on Amazon. Um, you can get the variety pack. It's variety of spice of life. Try out all the flavors. You can have that. Get it in bulk. Have it sent to your residence every week, month, quarterly, yearly, whenever you want. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, when we're talking about Mike Evans and, and, and the consideration for all of this is can this team survive without Mike Evans? What does that look like? For example, is Trey Palmer, is he going to step up this year and put in six or 700 yards receiving as a rookie and really shine? And maybe the Lasers and the team think, well, okay, this is this is the next Chris Godwin stepping up here. Maybe Godwin can kind of replace Mike, and then you've got Trey Palmer in the hopper. You know, there's just so many different factors that are going to go into this so many layers from Evan's side and from the Lasers and the team side that's why I I just think that that they want this thing to play out the, the Bucks do the Lasers they want this to play out um, throughout the season and then they'll come back and and talk about a possible contract extension after the season I'm hopeful that a deal gets done I'm kind of sentimental covered every minute of Mike Evans career uh, I get it I don't think he deserves Cooper Cup money I think that, that they can find a lower number that would be agreeable to both sides eventually. And let's take a look at that from Josh Capo's yeah. uh, excellent article today. He did a great job breaking it down. Josh is our resident cap expert, and um, he gets math. You know, Speaking of math, RIP Jimmy Buffett. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite songs, Math Sucks. RIP um, Jimmy. Uh, not not nearly as popular as Cheeseburger in Paradise or Fins. Fins. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um, uh, changes in latitudes, uh, pencil, pirate, thin mustache, pencil, thin mustache, pirate looks at 40. I mean, so many great, yeah. uh, songs, just, just awesome. But it's also cool to know that Mark cook is now jamming with, um, with probably Jimmy. taking a break from Elvis and jamming with Jimmy yeah. Buffer for a little bit. So there, you have to take some, some solace in that. This is a little chart here from, uh, Josh's article. Josh did a kind of a hypothetical, uh, contract extension. That includes $57.5 million in guaranteed money with $5 million vested. So that's 62.5. That's lower than the $75 million that I believe Cooper Cup has in his deal. And of course, it includes some, some voidable years. So it's really a three year deal to 2023, 2024, 
2025. It does give the Buccaneers some cap relief. You can see it drops Mike's base salary in this hypothetical situation. I don't want you jumping on here, pewter people, that if you just join the podcast right now, the, oh, Mike got a deal. No, this is Josh yeah. Capos, <laughs> his version of what a deal would look like. And uh, from the numbers, as I understand it, just look at the 2023 line. 1.165 base salary drops his base salary down. It takes uh, the the bulk of the money he was due this year with his base salary and, and converts that to a prorated bonus, 15 uh, and million and some change there. It lowers his cap number significantly from over 23 million down to 26.23. That gives the Bucks some operational cash money, Matt, that they're going to need this year for – uh, emergency signings, right? Um, and, and you know they they got to pay their practice squad players, etc. So there's there's some some money here that that could help the Bucks this year out of Mike Evans' salary cap uh, extension if they were to do it before Saturday. But um, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But this is just kind of like a a look, and in, in this graphic here is in the article as well. So. You can take a look at that. I think he did a really good job with that. It seems fair to me. It's it's a, a few million dollars less uh, on an annual average, but it certainly, I, I think, rewards Mike. It puts him above Chris Godwin, who's making $20 million yeah. per year. It seems fair. And I thought Josh's reasoning in terms of he's 30, go find the players. And you mentioned, right, with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, once you hit 30, it's tough to to maintain production, right? And Callie Bucks here with the Super Chat right on cue. Yeah, Callie Bucks, thanks again for the Super Chat. Says Cup didn't even deserve Cup money talking about <laughs> Cooper Cup. Yeah, to, to go back to the, the hypothetical that Josh came up with, you know, a lot of people love playing fantasy football. This is fantasy GMing is essentially what uh, Josh Capo did. And yeah. he's got one of the most creative minds ever. So, of course, yes. he came up with like, a good solution. And we've seen in the past with the Bucks front office, they've done a great job of, you know, pushing money down the road or putting in certain areas where you can help out immediately. And sure, you may have to pay up later. And we're kind of seeing this now with right. all the Tom Brady stuff, but it, it can be done. It is yeah. possible to work this out. And that's a little part of the other caveat of all of this is you do have Chris Godwin still in the room who's getting paid mm -hmm. a lot of money and it's tough to pay both of those guys and you can make the case that Mike deserves more money than Chris Godwin yeah. just from what he's done for his whole career but Godwin's the younger player so yeah there's there's so many different twists and turns to this whole this whole situation you know here's another thing I didn't think about it and it, I'm not kidding when I say there's different layers to this people like Chris Godwin and Matt you just brought it up Chris Godwin signed a three-year contract extension, right? So yeah. Chris Godwin will be in the final year of his deal next year. Yep. Okay. So, um, and then and then how much are you going to pay Chris, right? So, yeah. and Chris is the younger player. And I saw this play out when they went with the younger player in Booger McFarland over Warren Sapo. I want to say was 32 years old when the Buccaneers moved away from him and they decided to re-sign the younger player. And Booger McFarland and give him essentially Saps money. It's that's something to consider too. I don't see this team going out and and let's say Baker Mayfield hits. Let's say he is a great fit for this scheme. They win enough to either have a winning record to get into the playoffs. But ultimately, Matt and Peter people, let's say, for argument's sake, Baker Mayfield 
proves to be worth the one-year prove-it deal and, and is deserving of a contract extension. You're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 22 to 25 to $27 million, depending on how well he does, uh, in terms of, of, of him getting re-signed. Then you're looking at Antoine Winfield. Then you're looking at Tristan Wirfs, right? Then you have Devin White to consider. You have Ryan Neal. And you're going to have Chris Godwin after this season, plus Mike. So there are so many big-name possibilities and big-name contracts to consider. I don't think that this team necessarily wants to pay Mike Evans, say, $25 million per year on average, and then Chris Godwin, $25 million per year on average. It seems to me one of these guys is going to get paid either Mike after this year or Chris after next year. Next year. But not both. It, it's extremely true. It's a little scary, but it's extremely true. Because also, like you said, someone is going to be – there's not going to be a chair for them at musical chairs. With yes. Tristan, with Antoine, with Devin, Mike, and Chris next season. And it's Baker. Just, and possibly. Baker. It's, it's just impossible to keep them all. It's There's nothing you can do about it. It's not because – they're bad players or anything like that. There's only so much money to go around right. with the salary cap, which will jump up each season, which is which yeah. is a good thing. But I don't think that'll solve the Bucks' problem. I'll tell you what, though. The, the Bucks, I'm sure, are going to be actively rooting hard for Trey Palmer to really step up and be that yeah. diamond in the rough. That Just in case. Yeah, that cerebral player. Because you could sell it to the fan base if – Mike, where to go? Like, oh, hey, look what uh, look what Trey Palmer just did this season. Now you got right. him and uh, and Chris Godwin as your one-two punch. You could always draft the wide receiver as well. Uh, you know, in the next couple of drafts, there's always yep. there's always a ton of wide receiver talent. I'm not crazy concerned about that. You could also draft current Buccaneers players right now with underdog fantasy. There's still some time to get your league going. It's coming up. Obviously, the NFL season starts. On Thursday, and Best Ball Mania is one of the funnest things that you could do. Uh, there's no way uh, traver trades or waivers. I just combined those two words. Um, you just draft your team. You set it and forget it. Um, Fifty million dollars in total prizes. Three million goes to the first place winner. It's a twenty-five dollar entry, but like I said, you just draft your team. Um, it'll accumulate the highest scores for each position that you have. So no worries about the bye weeks or anything of that nature. Best Ball Mania, it's a ton of fun. You also have um, different leagues that you can do. They got different tournaments as well. They got a playoff pool worth $10 million, yeah. $5 million in the regular season. You could do the over-unders on your favorite players. I'm going to be doing that a ton this season. I'll be giving out some of my picks, for so stay tuned for that. I love doing the over-unders. If you want to play with or against us, I'll spell it out for you for those listening to the audio version of this podcast. You want to go up against Scott, you can email him at sr at pewterreport.com. I am Matt at pewterreport.com. Got a couple emails for people that are interested. Uh, Josh Capo is josh.capo, Q-U-E-I-P-O. That's at gmail.com. Bailey Adams as well is Bailey J Adams 22 at gmail.com. Sign up with Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code pewter and start playing, start making picks. Yep. I want to see whether or not you could beat me whether it's the over-unders or in the leagues. ton of fun with underdog fantasy. Yeah, doing my draft tomorrow night because we have to. Tomorrow night's the last night. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're going to be doing our draft tomorrow. So email us if you want to play 
in our fantasy leagues. We each have different leagues we're setting up. So I've got uh, some emails I'm going to be shooting out after the show. And uh, still time to, to sign up with Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Peter to get some extra cash to sign up as a, as a bonus. And then email me. And then we'll pick a time tomorrow night. And I'll send out all of the, the invite information. And we'll do it probably 8 or 8.30 Eastern time. So that'll be fun. Um, we've got a, a couple of other news and nuggets as we get to um, some housekeeping um, things to talk about first uh, tomorrow night's podcast at four o'clock Bucks Vikings preview. Don't miss that. The season's here. And on Sunday, don't miss Peter game day. That's right. We've got our live pregame show at noon and then Matt will be on board afterwards at one o'clock with live in-game analysis and taking you all the way through. So make sure you watch the game, and then you also listen to Matt and watch him as well because it's fun because Matt has got all these insights into what the Bucks have been doing in the preseason and training camp, plus insight from the locker room. He really adds this. We've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, the, these commentators on this particular network, they're anti-Buccaneer. They've got an anti-Bucks bias. Well, Matt doesn't because he's well plugged in and connected. So. Make sure you check out Pewter Game Day. That starts at noon with our live pregame show at noon and then at 1 o'clock for the live in-game analysis. Yeah, looking forward to it. Had a lot of fun last season and the season before when doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the fun of being at every press conference and in the locker room talking to players. So excited to give my uh, opinions on everything going on, reactions as well to all the big plays, all the, the good stuff, and probably some bad too, but hopefully more good than bad. Uh, we got a couple super chats to get to, starting with Meets McGee. Thank you for that $5 super chat. They say, the simplicity of this offense will be beneficial for this team's success. Hopefully the team comes on the second half of the season, second in the South with 9-8. and eight. Interesting. So yeah. a 9-8 and eight record, but not winning the NFC South. Now, I kind of feel like, yes, the offense has to do their part, but yeah. I, I do kind of think the season rides on the defense. Like if the defense stays mm -hmm. at that 21 points per game, I think they're going to increase with the intercept, the turnovers in general and getting after the quarterback. If they maintain that same level, I think we'll see that increase in the Bucs offense, and that's how they can get to nine wins, ten wins, uh, whatever it is. But I think it's a little bit more for the defense than the offense. Yeah, you're a Kansas guy, Sacktown. We got to put you in there. I'm, I'm a Kansas <laughs> guy myself, so I'm late. But Wichita, Kansas, ten and seven—that's awesome. Uh, you guys have been killing it, oppressors. Well, thank you. Just doing our job. Just asking yeah. tough questions. Questions we think you guys want answers to, Peter. People. That's what. Uh, that's what we're all about. Yeah, appreciate it, uh, Cata Max. We appreciate this two dollars super chat as well. Would your pick be Mike or Chris? Youth over Mike. <sighs> I'm going to go with Mike. Uh, I love Chris, but here's the thing. I, I've seen what Mike can do without Chris, and Mike can still operate, right? He can yeah. still beat Jalen Ramsey and, and get 100 yards against the Rams and catch touchdowns. And I, I think, plus two, Mike can legitimately draw double teams and free things up for other receivers. I'm not saying Chris can't, but I think the Buccaneers' offense performs at a higher level with Mike without Chris, as opposed to it being with Chris, but without Mike. So I think for that reason, I would have to go with with Mike if I had to pick one. Very similar to Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp back in the day. It's like mm. Derek Brooks was the most decorated Buccaneer of all time, right? He had more accolades than, than 
Warren Sapp did, played longer in Red and Pewter than, than Warren Sapp did. Um, was he the better Buccaneer? You could look at his accomplishments and say, yes, he was. But if you had to draft the team, would you start by drafting a weak side outside linebacker like Derek Brooks or right. a three technique that all starts up front, defensive tackle, and Warren Sapp? And, and I think that's kind of the same thing. Chris is going to get more targets. He's going to get more catches, might even get more yards. But Mike, to me, is what he's the engine of this offense. And he has been for nine years. Yeah. I think if you're just talking about one season, one season only, the answer is Mike for everything yeah. that you said about he's done it with so many different quarterbacks at this point, even going back yeah. to college with Johnny football. Uh, right. <laughs> the other day that Mike should write a book about all the quarterbacks he's played. Yeah. With, which I a hundred percent agree, even going to, you know, to Brady and, and now Baker. Yeah. But if we're talking about for the future, even though there is an injury history with Chris Godwin, I still do think that his the injury to his knee was more of a freak thing than anything else. I mean, yeah. Saints player just right at it, but that can happen. Right. If we're talking about the future. I think the answer is Chris Godwin. Just he's he'll turn 28 in February, so he's technically two years, uh, right. two years younger than uh, than Mike by the time he gets the next season. So, yeah. But if it's just in a nutshell, one season, the answer is Mike. But if you got to look for the future, the answer yeah. is Chris Godwin. Yeah, uh, it, hard to argue that point. I mean, it is, you know, because uh, at some point in time, and and probably Mike's going to fall off because of his age at some point sooner than, than Chris will. That's just, that's how it is. Uh, we mentioned earlier and we appreciate uh, the views we've gotten for the, uh, the what's holding up the Mike Evans extension pewter pulse video. I did I do this, this new pewter pulse video where I tried to do between two to four, depending on the week, quick little videos, my thoughts on a particular topic, et cetera. Uh, another one that I did over the weekend was rookie Sean Tucker is bucks RB two. And lo and behold, guess what? It came out today that Sean Tucker, was Ruck, the Bucks uh, RB two on the depth chart, and pretty excited about this kid. I think that he's, you know, he's going to be going to give the Buccaneers a nice one-two punch. He's even faster than Rashad White in terms of just breakaway speed. He had a twenty-six yarder, which was the longest run of the Bucks preseason, and also led the Bucks in rushing. I think well deserving, especially for a guy that really was was uh, late to the party, if you will, not. By choice, but but he had to sit out the entire OTAs, the rookie minicamp, the minicamp due to a heart condition that was discovered at the combine. Yeah, that Buck, Bucks officials felt pretty good it was going to clear up, and it sure did. And boy, we've seen this kid's talent now in these three preseason games. And Matt, you were there to see that that big fourth and one run for twenty six yards up there when they played the Jets. I was. I am so intrigued to see how the stable of running backs will be used for the regular season, especially yep. early. Rashad White's number one. Dave Canales spoke about that. He said, we have one. I think he said, like, we have one amazing, phenomenal running back, right. and then we have a lot of good guys yep. in the room. But I have Sean Tucker on my fantasy team. I got him as a late, 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 late round yeah. pick. I'm so excited about what he can do in this offense. If you're a better, um, I was looking at the odds for a Sean Tucker touchdown, and they are astronomically high. And now that he's RB2, there could be a chance he gets a couple of goal line opportunities just if he's in on that series. But, yeah, I, I am curious, and the health of Chase Edmonds is a is another factor into this. Yeah, especially him. heading into week one. 
Exactly. Especially heading into week one. Didn't see him out there on practice yesterday. The first injury report doesn't come out until tomorrow, which even crazy. We're getting injury reports again. It's just yeah. it's been so long since we really had that. But I think, I mean, obviously Rashad White, a lot to be excited about with him. And Sean Tucker can be a good, like there's, it's two very different styles with Rashad White and Sean Tucker. And that's, that's what I like. Um, so it, it'll definitely change things up when he's not your typical change of pace back, but right. just having a different look with uh, Sean Tucker in the game, I think is really, really exciting. And yeah. Hey, all the credit in the world to him overcame that adversity under right. free agent as well. And now RB two with a huge opportunity. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Eric Gross. He's not your typical real estate agent. That's for damn sure. He is Pewter Report's official realtor. So folks, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, not just even in Tampa, let's say you, you want to move to Tampa from out of state, but you have to sell your home wherever you're living right now. Or let's say you have to leave the great state of Florida and you want to, to find a new home there. Eric and his staff at the Eric Gross Group, they can help you with both locations. Why? Because they're part of the EXP Realty Group. They've got 85,000 agents across the country with a strong team of vendors in that big network. Their gross group can turn your dream of buying or selling, or it could be buying and selling a home, into a reality. It takes a full-team effort to win a football game. And, of course, it's that same approach, the full-team effort that is needed to win in real estate. So let the Eric Gross Group handle your real estate transactions. They've done hundreds of them in this crazy real estate market. And they've got experience in all types of situations. As you know, Eric, uh, by now, if you're a regular listener to the Pewter Report podcast, he also listens and watches and tunes in. And he's a Pewter Report reader. He's a Tampa native. His father was stationed at the McDill Air Force Base. So this is a guy with his team that has the market knowledge, top-notch communication, and the commitment to excellent service that sets the Eric Gross Group apart. If you don't believe me, well, go to the website, housesandfla.com. It's a fantastic website. View their inventory and see for yourself. The Eric Gross Group can also be found on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Eric Gross Group. But certainly check out that website, Houses and FLA, or give Eric a call. His personal number is 513-907-4271. That's housesandfla.com. No matter where you are on your home ownership journey, you'll feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group. They're the official realtor of Peter Report. So Cali Bucks say, I have Rashad White. I believe he's talking about uh, fantasy yep. football. I have Rashad White. I'm not picking up Tucker. It wouldn't be the worst idea in the world, though, to pick up Tucker just in case something happens to Rashad right. White if he gets injured. Then you have Sean Tucker. You can plug and play, and you know that you have a uh, you know you have a starter as one of your backups already. So just yeah. a little suggestion. Eric Gross for running back three. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this is a good point. Uh, Tucker is still available in a lot of fantasy leagues. Yeah. It might be a great late round pickup, right? I mean, uh, wasn't that the case with uh, Pacheco and Kansas City? Yeah. A couple years I, ago. Uh, yeah. Huge steal. Case too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one. Everyone had, um, who was the other running back? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Everyone like had yeah. him. They're like, he's right. going to be amazing in the, in the Chiefs offense. And then it didn't work. So, yeah. No, uh, they did not. Cut Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, I think, is relegated to special teams, though. I yeah. And we'll see. Maybe he gets some opportunities on offense if Chase Edmonds is not able to go in week one. But I think they want to see what Sean Tucker can do. They've seen Keyshawn Vaughn for a couple of years. He has improved. But just from a talent standpoint, Rashad White's better. Sean Tucker's better. It's just That's just the truth. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what – 
depth spot for the Bucks concerns you the most on this team? Is it offensive line? Is it, you know, safety? A lot of a lot of rookies back there. Yeah, I, I would say it has to be the secondary, right? The cornerback position. As as much as I want to believe and trust that Zion McCollum is better, I think he has gotten better. Is he starting caliber yet? I haven't seen that. That's what concerns me the most. If, if something happens to Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, Matt, I think that really changes the, the trajectory of what this Todd Bowles defense wants to do. I think it's going to be fascinating, and we'll get into it in tomorrow's show for our yeah. Bucks vikings preview, but is is Todd Bowles going to sit there and and say to Carlton Davis, all right, we're playing some cat coverage. Justin Jefferson, you got that cat. Wherever, yeah. <laughs> he, wherever he goes, that's your cat. You follow that cat wherever he goes. And that's what he did with great success against Jamar Chase, another LSU Tiger prospect yeah. that has had a huge success, successful transition to the NFL. Or are they going to play uh, a lot of of you know deeper coverage uh, with the safety over the top? Just because Justin Jefferson can really, really kill you from anywhere on the field, whether it's yards after catch, whether it's you know a, a bomb down the field, uh, we'll have to see. But you take Carlton Davis or Jamel Dean, one of those guys off the field, and put Zion McCollum in, and I think Todd Bowles gets a lot more conservative, a lot more off coverage, right? A lot more, maybe, yeah. maybe two deep or three deep coverage, uh, rather than maybe wanting to play more cover one, uh, press man, you know, underneath. So I, I would say cornerback and maybe safety, but cornerback is certainly that. That's one that that has me concerned. Uh, I want to believe in Zion McCollum. I think he made some strides. I'm not fully sold yet. <laughs> As great as a defensive mastermind Bowles is, it is a little irritating watching his offense sometimes. It's like, or his defense sometimes. Like, yep. why are you doing this? Why are they yeah. so far off? Yeah, I think the answer is offensive line. Um, Long Lost Glazer said tight end. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think there's a huge drop off receiving wise. I don't think Coe Keith yeah. is really anything to, to you know, to, to, to write home about when it comes right. to. Uh, being a receiving tight end, but you can kind of make that up a little bit with David Wells. And if something right. happens to Kate Otten, they're just going to feature Mike and Chris even more. Yeah, you know, there's, there's other ways around it. Meets McGee with the $2 super chat. Thank you. Says defense will carry the team. Health will be key. Yeah. Health is always important for every single team, but I truly think the defense is going to keep the bucks in a lot of yeah. games again, this season, especially when you're playing Buffalo and, and the Eagles, when you really need that, this defense can hang with any team in the league. I think they'll only improve in terms of getting after the quarterback and creating some turnovers. Now, where can the offense grow? I think that's yeah. really where it's at. Yeah, Richard has a good uh, uh, comment here. Zion and JT has great athletes, but instincts still need development. Yeah, I think that's that's true. Big jump from Sam Houston to the NFL for Zion. And remember, even though it was only four games in 2020, Joe Tryon-Shoinka sat out that COVID year, right, and only yeah. really played a year and a half at Washington. Very, very young player, not just in age, but also just on the field in terms of experience. So, you know, a lot's going to be expected from him this year. And if not, Yaya Diaby, Yaya Diaby is like breathing right down his neck. And so is Anthony Nelson, who's very much yeah. improved. Uh, he was a good re-signing, regardless of what Josh Capo said. <laughs> Folks, um, we, we've got some um, some great stories on deck for, for PeterReport.com. Make sure that you're locked in. Do not miss a day between now and and uh, and and Sunday for the Bucks season opener against the Vikings. We've got uh, Peter 
preview and predictions coming up on Friday, which is going to be fun. And uh, just a lot of great stuff. Uh, Buck's mailbag is dropping later tonight. Got a great exclusive interview with Shaq Barrett that's also going to drop sometime probably tomorrow morning. So stay tuned for that. But you can also follow us on social media on X, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, uh, Peter Report. Well, on YouTube, it's Peter Report TV. You know that, though, because we have 11,600 plus followers now. We're closing in at 12,000 Peter yeah, people. We are thanks to close. you guys. And as we mentioned before, make sure, because we're in season mode now, every Wednesday, unless there's a Monday night game or a Thursday night game. But if it's a regular week, our preview shows will be on Wednesday. And we'll have some more additional preview stuff on Thursday, but it really starts yeah. on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Bucks versus Vikings preview at 4 o'clock. And make sure that you tune in at noon on Sunday for Pewter Game Day. That's our live pregame show for one hour. And then our two-hour show last year was a little too long. We're just going to pare it down to an hour. <laughs> and then we're going to give you guys great in-game analysis with Matt Matera at 1 o'clock. So we're excited about this Bucks season. Hopefully you guys are too. Lots of intrigue. Lots of mystery. Should be a good season. Should be a good time. Can't wait to see what's next for this team. Can't wait to talk about the big matchup tomorrow. But that's going to do it for us on today's show. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.